Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boy, Zaheer, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be all right. Just know that it will be all right. It will be all right. It will be all right. Join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hey, what's up, y'all? What's good? What is your team? Hey, we're, we're having... Um, a great time. We went to see it, mm-hmm. right? Did yeah. y'all enjoy yeah. it? What you think, Mio? I liked it a lot. I I, I always liked the graphics. The app graphics got really better this time. Yeah, and I liked the um, just like the storyline, like a lot of the teaching moments that they had. Like they had a lot of LBGT stuff that it seemed like they were trying to um spin. Yeah, I liked I enjoyed the, it. I like, but the, I like horror movies too. I, I love like, horror movies. And I'm a fucking... Really? People, I'm a fucking Stevie King fan. Stephen, really? Stephen King? Yeah, Stephen King. Stephen King. King. Stephen King. Yeah, Stephen King. That was Stephen King. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm a Stephen King fan. And, and what people also don't know, it like, I love Stephen King like I love Toni Morrison. So what was... <laughs> oh, okay, wow. Okay, so yeah. what's the name of that... Okay, if you if you like Stephen King, then you know the name of this movie if I describe it. So it's about a house that has multiple rooms and um, one day a family or some people go and visit it and they're sitting here trying to like figure out and it's like some witchy shit that happened in like the rooms because the room's been built in <laughs> like crazy puzzle pieces and shit and like oh, I don't even know. stuff come out and kill them. Oh, I don't uh, even know. I don't know that one. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite book by him is the stand i love rose matter i love that's um, i think that's it actually no not rose matter Uh -uh, rose matter is about a better woman um i love of course it i love it i loved there's one called the eye of the dragon it's almost like a children's book, but like a no, it's not a children's book. But it's it's like dr- kings and dragons and shit like that. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like medieval, kind of like, but it's um oh very much so Lord very, of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but more. It's really easy to read. It's almost easy like a children's book, but it's it has some adult themes in it. Um, yeah, I love, I love, 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 love Stephen King. He's just he's just a great. Um, fiction writer. So um, I also went to see um, Hustler. 
Y'all I didn't get to go see it, yet, but I think we're going to go tonight. Oh, it is so good. J-Lo, at fucking 50 years old, is looking stunning as fuck. Mm. She was, uh, she did a pole scene that just was amazing. She was just fucking beat and beautiful. Um, Lizzo was in it. Cardi B was in it. Um, they looked great. Oh, and our trans sister, Trace Lissette, yes. was in it. And actually, the movie is about... Um, the Hustlers at the Score, an actual strip club mm-hmm. in New York where she actually worked at during the time the movie was about. Which wow. is sickening. Which is sickening. So, um, What's and it the was, name of the strip club? Uh, I think it's called The Hustlers at the Score. It's a, it's based off a book, not the, the strip club. The strip club was The Score. Oh, okay. Um, mm. um, the Hustle at the Score um, is the book, and it was, the movie was based off of that. And she said they recreated the the club the look of the club for the set mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she said coming into it being that she worked there and experienced the real thing at the real time she was like it was kind of like it was kind of almost anxiety inducing she yeah. was like oh i've actually experienced this and so it's amazing um to see her come full circle to see her come it's amazing to see her come full circle and to have been a sex worker in and work at this club and then come and now I'm in my acting gig and I get to play it's almost like mm-hmm. I was perfect for this role right. and I, I watched an interview with her for Glad where she was talking about how you know there are like these avenues and red tape that you have to um that you have to go through to get on a movie she says but she and a lot of times she'll go through these avenues and she won't get on the movie mm. and so this particular movie she said actually it was twitter that helped her out to get the to get wow. the role she tweeted about it and it got retweeted so much that um you know wow. the director hit her up they went out to lunch and boom she she was like i'm perfect she was like i'm telling you stories about what happened yeah. at this place like i i've done this <laughs> like right. I, I, so I i'm the perfect thing. person for this yeah. and so they let her be in the movie and she has um she plays um tracy and mm. she oh, wow. she has a relationship her her storyline is about a, dating a guy who isn't comfortable with you being a stripper? But shit, you don't make enough money to take care of <laughs> the needs. That right, you have. that's how I feel. Exactly. Like, shit, I can't feel no type of way about you trying to make a coin. Yeah, just shut up. So it's kind of like they they kind of have this kind of um, mm. engagement in regards to that. They and hmm. and then actually in the in the storyline, you don't know. They don't center her transness. They don't even talk about it. So she oh. could just be playing a cis woman. Um, but or also, just playing a trans woman, you can make play, it like you that. You can how what, and that's yeah. what she said. She said, however the audience wanted to pick me, that's, that's cool. okay. Somebody who doesn't know me may just see me as a cis woman, and somebody who does may see me as a trans woman. But cool. but cis and trans women go through this storyline, and so it was a really yeah. really. I don't want to say it was a really, really great movie because there was some slow parts where I was like, <laughs> okay. Um, but overall, I thought I thought the the storyline was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I give it an eight. I don't, okay. It wasn't great, but it mm-hmm. was good. So green tomato tea. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, rotten tomatoes. Rotten, rotten tomatoes. tomatoes. Yeah. So yes, That's another I, good movie. I live for it is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> green tomatoes. Is rotten tomatoes a real movie? I don't green think to- so. No, green tomatoes. Green tomatoes. Fried tomato. green tomatoes. Yeah, fried green tomatoes. Wow. But yes, it was a really, really good um Good movie. It, the the lady was the ladies in it were beautiful. They really um, 
talk about some nuances in hustling mm. and make the comparison between com- political hustling and street hustling, ah. all that kind of stuff. They really <laughs> do a lot of, you know, they do a lot of work around that stuff. So I thought it was really interesting and hmm. good. I enjoyed it yesterday. Cool. I need yes. to watch us. I definitely need to watch it. Because I want to see Trace Slay. Yeah, I know she, she wore it the fuck out. Everybody on there was looking good. They all was looking good. But I'm definitely going. To I need to. I need to. I need to. What I need to do is take my mama to see that movie, just because she took <gasps> me to see Magic Mike. Purposely, <laughs> I didn't know what it was supposed to be about. And she was like, "I'm sorry." I was like, "Really, really?" So I'm gonna take her to see that. Yeah, take mama to see that. Hustlers, right? Yeah. Um, what also was interesting about the movie, they really one of the central pivotal moments in it. Um, is the crash of 2008, like the financial crash. Mm-hmm. And so being a sex worker in that time myself, mm-hmm. there was a, there was an Ooh. effect on money during that time, right? Baby, well, you was around that time, I right? I sure was. Yeah, it, during, that's when I, that's when, when everything started Come me. Up. I had moved to Atlanta. You talking about yeah. like Real around 2008 or something? Yeah, 2008. Yeah. Oh, like that's... at the end of 2008, it like the business of sex work had well, wait, the dried end of... up. My wait. dad actually lost his business because he had an ambulance company. He uh-huh. actually lost his business wait, that year. I didn't yeah. start sex work in 2008. I was in high school. Sorry. You were in high school? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying, did you? did it affect you at all? You just wasn't in it yet. I wasn't in it until I um, moved yeah. away to, oh, okay. to Atlanta. So yeah, I was, I was, I was in sex work between 2003 to 2009. I stopped advertising um, um, professionally in 2009, mm-hmm. and so in 2008, it just was like, bitch. I'm talking about one client a month. It, it was, it was like, like crazy, and that's harsh when you are. Isn't that coming from out of the bush? Yeah, era? yeah, because like, he was, he was um, elected. Um, Barack Obama was elected in 2008. Right. He won the election in November, but mm-hmm. it slowed down that fall. Mm-hmm. That fall is when it was like, ooh, but it really got bad, like around December, December, yeah. January, going into 2009, baby. Ooh, it was like one client a month. And when you living off of clients, yeah. that's harsh. That's a big difference. Yeah. That sounds like when Backpage got shut down. <laughs> and so <laughs> during, people, during that, yeah. for some people, yeah, that's legit. That's exactly what it is, except it wasn't that direct. But actually, that's direct the, as fuck. Yeah, but actually, something was going on during that time. Um, um, in 2008, that was when they were trying to really attack like Craigslist, Craigslist and shit, mm-hmm. and they were p- making it. They were they were trying to Craigslist was trying to change it to where it can be a little bit more controlled. Like you couldn't just put, post anything, and so they were allowing the girls to flag you. Mm-hmm. So couldn't nobody post post up good <laughs> enough because motherfuckers was flagging each other. Um, so <laughs> they were getting their girlfriends to flag you. Yeah, they, the girls was, still do it that. It was though. rude. Damn. It was late. It was it was it just it was a time where they were trying to figure it out so it was time you could post an ad and your ad would be down in two minutes and two motherfucking minutes uh-huh. and then you have to motherfucking 
hit up <laughs> customer service yes. and tell them that these bitches is playing with me and post my shit. <laughs> and you know, you already done gave them your money, so motherfucker, like, I'm not going to keep paying you motherfuckers and yeah. y'all letting them take my shit down. So right. that's one thing. And then what else were they were doing? So they were trying to change the algorithm like you couldn't post certain pictures. You couldn't post like certain words because you'll get flagged with the certain words. It was, you couldn't, but they stopped letting you post videos on your ads. It was like a real time Damn. with motherfuckers. They did the same thing in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. It was just Craigslist was popular the at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it was just a time of like, oh, bitch, they trying to attack us hard. <laughs> attack our livelihood. <laughs> and so... So I just thought it was interesting that they made that kind of, they really let you know how it affected the club because it was all areas of sex work. Mm-hmm. Escorting, strip club, blah, blah, blah. Because niggas wasn't, was being tight with their coins, mm-hmm. wasn't coming wasn't out, no tips, wasn't, do, wasn't doing what they were supposed to be doing. So, you know, they had to figure the hustle in the movie was they had to figure out a way to survive that. So mm-hmm. it's a good movie. Go check it out. You're listening to Houston's own MP Trans 101. For me, could just be the beginning for you. So this is for your basic ass. It was basic <laughs> for me in this life. Could be just the beginning for you. Trans 
But this bitch got some special ass motherfucking magical powers that you don't. So it gives her a little bit more value and a little bit more hit points. So this bitch keep coming back. You keep trying to wear her out and she keeps coming back. So y'all kind of as a stalemate because you can't really wear her out and she can't really wear you out. So as y'all continue this long-winded epic battle that neither one of y'all is winning, one of her tribe members walk up and say, girl, what are you doing? This is our friend. And she's like, this ain't our motherfucking friend. Yes, it is. They're just from an old tribe that's been in hiding. So they stopped fighting and started working together. Now every one of their tribe still don't trust us and is now fucking with us. We just got to work with the ones that do. So onward we go, continuing to the next battle, to the next level of the mountain. As we continue our journey, we run into the Bayardians. Now the Bayardians look like us, but they use a lot of the tools of the mountain. So we were suspect. But once we got up on these niggas, we was like, wait, we know these niggas. Especially me. I used to fuck with them back in the day. Some of them is cool. We used to fuck with each other real hard. Let me talk to them. See which ones are cool. Keep the ones that are cool. Throw the rest off the mountain. Our journey was long. So we needed to take a break. So while we were resting, one of the wise Ciswamonians started to let us know some tips about our future. She said, the further we go up the mountain, we're going to come across individuals from our tribe that has lost their way and they have been consumed by the mountain. She tells us about a black cis maniac tribe led by a group of mountain made hoteppers that will try to allure you with their penises. But luckily for us, we have some lesbianas, which is a special sector of the cis womanians that are immune to that shit. So we got this. She tells us about the Harvey Milkensteins. And she tells us of a city filled with lost white daughters of ancient Ciswamonia. But do not be fooled. These are daughters of the mountain. They are legendary tricksters that will have you believe that their beauty is the only beauty that matters. Distracting you from the mountain. She says no matter what we come across, we have to press on. There are going to be people who we lose and there are going to be some allies that we gain. But as long as we focus on destroying the mountain, we will see victory. Are you ready? You still in here playing that motherfucking game? Take your ass to bed. And that's Trans 101. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community. And I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here. So you're not only helping to sustain us, you're helping to sustain other people in a community. Because I put my money where my mouth is. You know, that's just the kind of bitch I am. Community is fuck. <laughs> so thank you. I really, really appreciate you. And if you have not become a patron, why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? 
Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. So apparently there was a live that Andre he had did, which is a mm-hmm. guide up, well, um, a between in which in ballroom cult, um, ballroom terminology, that's a, a cis gay man. And he's one of the elders, one of the pioneers. And um, he's, I think he's also have uh, been called out on some of his transphobia or um, some of the comments that he's made. I haven't really followed him like that, but there was a lot that a lot of people got hurt by. Um, and I don't think this was, like I said, the first offense. So um, there was a comment made on um, that was screenshotted during his live from another butch queen. And it stated, they aren't women. Most got a penis. And even if you got it removed, you're still a male and not a woman. So what? You, you change sex, ID, gender. You're still not a woman. You're still, you're, you're living as a woman. You're still not, a, you still not a woman. You're, oh God, the grammar is so he bad. like a, you're living like as a dolphin a or something? Ah, I don't know what the T is, but. <laughs> like but, this sounds like a drug induced rant. This sounds I, like. Oh, who? Him, Andre. Oh no, this is somebody else. Oh, but even when I re- watched the video, he sounded like he was hot. Oh, he sound like I never he was... watched. You watched the video? Uh-huh. Where? Isn't that something that's common in ballroom? Like, isn't what? that an issue? What? In with ballroom, the... Like with drugs? Oh, I oh. don't know. The drugs is all around every culture. Oh, so I don't okay. think it's that. But he just seemed like he was high. It seems like he was he was just kind of ranting in a like a drug-induced rant or whatever. Yeah. Which, you know, drugs and alcohol make motherfuckers be real. Mm-hmm. So that's just what it it seemed like to me, but not real. Say what's on their heart. Shit. Yeah, cause yeah, and that. But that's what's real when you when you speak authentically how you feel, whether it's bullshit Shit. or not. That's yeah. being real because <laughs> we know how the fuck you feel, girl. Yeah, and this for for this to come from somebody from this to come somebody that is considered a legend and considered a pillar of the community, a community that was established by. With trans women in the four, like it's it, it it was a it was trans women and cis butch queens that who established the ball culture. Mm-hmm. So for you to be this audacious in your delivery of transphobic rhetoric, it to me it seems like that. Well, I know it don't seem like I know it because I know what the ball scene culture does. Mm-hmm. So it. This is a norm. This is a norm that's been talked about for decades now. It has. And there was also a statement that he made saying that um, he doesn't consider trans men men. He wouldn't he would have sex with them, but and but he wouldn't date them. And I was like, oh my God. Like That this doesn't is surprise me. That's how a lot of them. A lot of a lot of yeah, That's how they think about each other. Um, I'll just have sex with them, but I mean they not the same exact way, but it's just I have sex for him, but I wouldn't date him. Like it's kinda accepted in male culture, period. Yeah, but he's been I think the, I think why everybody's so over it, and I agree with you, Z. 
Um, I think the reason why everybody's so over it because he's been corrected so many times. There was a time where he was fa- um he was facilit he wasn't facilitating the ball but or commentating, but he had um he was trying to introduce a category and tried he was trying to explain um trans women and trans men and he used the wrong language in Lyomi um corrected him and a lot of the uh, um the group of um participants which were trans men and trans women were like yeah um and i i think that's part of the reason why everybody's kind of like girl no this is it because we've 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 accept your apology before based on Mm. the same type of rants and we've tried to help correct you and you keep saying the same thing over and over you're not changing your language and if you know anything about accountability accountability does start with apologies but it also also um changing your um your behaviors is a a a very big part of accountability is the part that matters that's the part that matters because if you're not changing what the fuck does your apology mean? And you're not being accountable. Yeah. You're not holding yourself have, accountable. And I... Oh, oh no, go ahead. I'm I was about to say I have the clip. Wait. You have... What put clip? it, up to, put it up to the mic. Okay. <laughs> How dare we sit here and keep saying that a trans woman is a woman? Is a woman. I wish it was more. But I think... But see... I don't, I, I, I'm not sure if his language is just not updated and a lot of butch queen's language is not fundamental to believe right but um the reason why i say that is because that's the stance that they take when we because i had conversations in the group where um can uh, i i'm gonna read something when you're done because he made another post yeah yeah sure i I, a, a lot of the stances of the butch queens that were um, commenting back when a lot of the femme queens and I'm using ballroom co- um, terminology because it was a ballroom group, but um, a lot of the femme queens were coming and saying, you know, they they felt shaded and they were reading him and they were they were low key just throwing him away and it was because it this didn't sound like you were coming from a place of um of of in innocent be, miseducation in, yeah like you were like you were being inquis like you were being inquisitive you it seemed like you were throwing shade and then you they turn around and say oh you're you're not being patient and you're not listening to us so since you're not listening to us then how can you help educate us when you won't even hear us out but you can't throw shade and expect for motherfuckers just to sit there and just take it and say oh well you know we're just going to try to educate you and just pay all that shit does that does not work that way yeah it's the same thing when we were talking about um the the interview with breakfast club we th- we've explained we've explained everything that you the basics of what trans is why trans women are women we've explained that you just don't believe it like you're not believing it when i tell you you're not believing the information so you you're not trying to unlearn you are just trying to spread your trans transphobia that's what you're doing that's why you say those direct things you got another Mm -hmm. um another quote from him go ahead and read it I'm gonna read it word for word. It might not make sense, but we can we can make it make. Sense. I was trying to make mine make sense, but in it, oh god. So this says, "Living in my truth," to the trans world community. I never said one time that trans women was not a woman. We <laughs> just said you just said it on video. We just played it. What I said was, trans women are not equal to sick women. 
<laughs> CIC. Oh, shit. <laughs> the struggle, the lifestyle, the daily routines are not the same. That's all for either gender. I'm not against my trans community at all in any way and for sure not trying to tear my community down, period. So at the end of the day, I love my community, period. And so sorry that my so sorry that my community do not agree with my beliefs or of trans women and cis women not equal. But remember this, I never ever said trans women was not not a woman. I do believe that trans women and trans men are a beautiful gift as humans in our world. Now, in any way, I'm changing how I feel because I'm not. I stand in my truth that trans women and cis women are not equal in my eyes, my truth, my opinion. I owe my community the truth. Anything else you hearing are lies and biggish because I live in my world. Oh. So God bless you. Oh, God bless you. Be well, safe God bless until you another too. time we shall meet. <laughs> See, this is the thing about it. This okay. is a false equivalent. Like, it's like no, no, saying. No, no, He posted we... the trans flag too, but go ahead. Anyway, uh, he's an ass. Girl, I, uh, the reason why. Oh, Jesus. Re- uh, go ahead, Diamond, because I got a lot of points to make. So, my thing is, it's, we can. In, I, you're invalidating our womanhood. It's not just cis women are different than trans women. Yes, we know, duh, motherfucker. We know that. We know the difference, but we're all still women together. There's different experiences. White women don't experience the same thing as black women, but all the motherfuckers is women. Right. So what you're doing is invalidating us as women. Right. So know the difference. We're not saying, when we say trans women are women, we're not saying that there are not nuances between cis women and trans women motherfucker duh we know that that is basic trans 101 shit which is why we can't get you out because you just don't believe us we're not saying this is stupid ass uh, despite all the ignorant sounding it says in grammar (laughs) motherfucker what we're trying to tell you is we are women we're not telling you that we are exactly like cis women no. What's the point That's of having ridiculous. trans in front of women? What's in the, the point first of place, having exactly. gender in the language? But I think that's what he's <laughs> trying to say because his language isn't updated. No. He's, that's what I see. He's trying to justify <laughs> his... He was trying to justify for something. He's he trying to say. wiggle. He's trying he to wiggle say. out of <laughs> yeah. your transphobia. You're trying to wiggle out of... Oh, I'm just saying by saying something stupid and fucking obvious. Of course, (laughs) cis women are different than trans women. But we all are women. What you are saying... Is that we are not. Is that we are not. That's what you're saying. Whether you... Whether you meant it or not, that's what the fuck you just said. That's That's what you meant. That's, that's what, what he said. But but that's what he's telling the community is that's not what he meant. He that's, didn't mean to, or willing. that's not what he said. He didn't yeah. say that. We it's, right it's, it's a classic spin. And he's gaslighted like a motherfucker. Yeah. Girl, and I had to give somebody the definition, another butch queen, the definition of gaslighting. Because I was like, girl, first of all, what you're not going to do is sit here and tell me you didn't just call me a man when you did. in my face. When you did, bitch, you just said no matter what um, IDs, um, um, surgery, uh, gender affirming surgeries I get, no matter what we do, we are not women. You didn't say 
we weren't weren't specific. You're just different than a cis woman. Your your history of a cis woman is different. That when you say that's that, different. That's true. That's for all. But when is. you say you, all the things that you do, you're not a woman. That those are two different statements. One is invalidating my womanhood, and one is acknowledging a, a very true difference. We do navigate the world differently than cis women. Yes, and that is that is true. Nobody said y'all. Nobody, women? nobody says that we don't. Right. But we are women. A fat girl navigates the world different than a city city girl, a, a skinny girl. Mm-hmm. They both are girls. <laughs> is what we're trying to explain what i my point which is so basic level is the we all are women the adjectives in front of women is going to be different and it's going to indicate something different right. whether you're a fat girl a black girl a trans girl a white girl a indian girl a, a immigrant girl blah, blah 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 we all girls that should be a dr seuss book yeah, <laughs> I really yeah. So we are, we all are women. We all are navigating the intersections of in different ways, but mm-hmm. we all are women. So when you're trying mm-hmm. to invalidate our womanhood, that is the problem. Yeah, as fuck. Because and and then when I was trying to help them, and Girl, th- they would help be them. I, you know, I'm just that's me. I Man. I'm still going because what what will happen is they'll say, oh. When the girls be like, oh, no, fuck it. You just trying it because they really are. They'll say that, oh, we tried to reach out and mm. and get help and nobody helped. Well, no, bitch, I'm going to read you and send you articles and, and videos at the same time. So you can't say, say that, that nobody tried to educate Man, you. Listen. And, but uh, the problem it for me is, which is drawing, is the fact that I have to educate somebody that is a part of the community. So what that tells me is that you are upholding the same misogyny or and the same the same toxic masculinity that the cis community has and so when you are trying to have these conversations without trans people and explain trans trans people you're confirming their beliefs so when these people have these conversations with trans people they get confused as fuck because they had conversations within the community catch your breath (laughs) (laughs) they they had conversations with people in the community that confirms their beliefs and so it's just it's a never-ending cycle of trying to correct people and everybody's fucking confused but what really what really would help is if you Huh. Quote unquote, quote unquote, confused. confused. Right, but what what really would be important is if you did your own research because there's turn there's tons of literature and there's tons of of videos that help explain the difference between gender and sexuality, and the intersections of. Why do you shake your head? Because you want to know something. Anybody in my life that really cared about knowing about trans issues, they looked them up. Like my dad had no problem looking it up to understand. My sister had. No problem looking up to understand so that can come into their life. And you can't tell me you around trans folks being in ballroom all the time. That and y'all you... ain't having these conversations. Right. Girl, all the fucking time. Yes, you just don't believe it. Fuck that. Fuck them. Suck a dick. Girl, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, girl. Because you you tried it. you saying fuck me and you saying fuck my sisters. Well, fuck you. Yeah. Because that's really what girl. it is. It's, you got to... You, you got to choose your battles so you, and know when somebody is when somebody is genuinely 
coming to you asking you questions. One of the reasons why we started the Trans 101. Yeah. When I started getting emails, the emails were very nice. Mm-hmm. They were very nice. Mm-hmm. They were very they were worded um um, consciously, even if it, they languages was a little bit off, it's still you can tell by how the care they put in sending this letter, mm-hmm. sending this email to us. Cool, totally mm-hmm. get it, totally believe it. I think they are in the space where they are trying to learn. And although my initial reaction when I first read it was, "This is like the basic shit that I've ever basic on the basic <laughs> of the basic day." And even though you get what I'm saying, right. like this is like you couldn't Google this, yeah. and, but bitch, in that moment, trying me. In that moment, being a person that wants to educate, wants mm-hmm. to teach, I have to be sensitive to the fact that somebody in the mm-hmm. world right now is just coming into this. Right, right. I don't give that same leeway to niggas who've been in the ball scene forever. And then you got me fucked up. Every time I no. go to a, cl- a gay club, I see a trans woman. Every time. Yeah. Every that, single time. Every single time. We are in community with you. You are not about to get me to believe unless you just got into the gay community. Right. If you just got into the LGBT community, <laughs> then maybe. But you are not that. Andre is not that. Andre is not somebody new to this community. He has relationships with trans women. You are not about to get me to believe yeah. that they have not had these conversations with you. Right. That you have not explored these conversations. And it's numerous, been broken of, times. numerous right. of times. You got me fucked up. You are <laughs> willfully ignorant. You are not trying to dismantle the systems that we are dedicated. You say that you're dedicated to dismantle. I know that it's hard to acknowledge that this burgeoning um, culture that is ours, a culture that validates us, a culture that say that that we say we are protective of, a culture that we see as valuable. I know it's really, really hard to acknowledge the problem that we have being rooted in the larger systems that we are dedicated to dismantle in 2019, which we weren't dedicated to dismantle in the 80s. And what we are charging you to do is uproot those problems. This culture that we are upholding lands on real people and real people's lives and survival. So we have to make sure that what we're upholding is not pushing people out. Right. You are willfully ignorant, and I don't accept your apology. Not that I matter to him, but my question is, Mm -hmm. when are you people in the ball scene going to stop giving these motherfuckers power? Mm-hmm. When when are you people in the ball scene gonna say okay you can you because you can't get your pronouns together because you can't get your um um your transphobia together you don't need to commentate no more right you don't align with what we believe right. in the culture go sit down right. thank you for what you contributed for the all these years but it's time for you to go sit down well she's not a commentator a she's She's a vulgar. Well, whatever she is. Take a seat. When are we going to stop giving these people a platform or whatever they do? Mm-hmm. Go sit your ass down somewhere because you are problematic. You are a shady ass motherfucker. It's kind of like when we talk about black liberation. If you got this nigga and these, or, or a woman who giving, who giving talks and speeches and blah, 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 that are rooted in misogyny. Mm-hmm. Hotels. 
Send them ass away. When do mm-hmm. when do we say no? You can't speak on this platform because mm-hmm. you are misogynist. Right. You are sexist. Right. No, thank you. No, we're not fucking with you like that. Right. The same thing has to happen in the ball culture, in the LGBT culture, when people refuse refuse to be educated. Mm-hmm. When people refuse to believe what we are telling them, and they are transphobic. I want them to be held accountable and canceled. Simple yeah, as that. Because you got these same people on your judges panel chopping people based on their political uh, view, views and they're wrong. Yeah. And that could that's something that you girls be saying that y'all got a problem with because they took they taking the fun away. Well, you girl, that's another thing that you need to tap into the um whatever uh, ways that you guys are deciding that you'll have people on panels when they're judging people, especially Until- the female figure side of the community until i see more trans people <laughs> as the judges on the panels and all that then i'm gonna feel like ballroom ain't for me i mean they do no, have they trans do have people, trans on, people the, on, on the judges, yes. on, on the mm-hmm. panels yes. but um you know what was what was kind of crazy to me that when i um heard this situation um and i'll wrap it up this situation on facebook um i actually was a really big fan of well not a really big fan but um he was one of the people in barroom that i i really liked his um his artistic style of vogue because <clears throat> there was one time when um i was in atlanta and i was at club 708 i don't even think it's open anymore but it was downtown by the um stroll <laughs> <laughs> I was down there and he was voguing and I had seen him at a couple of other balls and um, I just researched him and seen that he was voguing on Apollo back then. And that I think um, though that like a lot of his ground works as far as the ballroom scene was really, really dope. But to know that somebody that I really I thought was dope had this type of view viewing was very shattering. Yeah, and wasn't surprising for me. Views um, but then the then the, we're gonna have a deeper conversation about, you know, how is ball scene evolving? How is it evolving? What it was in the eighties was needed in the eighties. What it can't this it was rooted in cis heteronormativity. Yes, because okay. the, the the trans women had to conform to the exact identity of what a trans woman should supposed to look like. So since it is evolving. They should they should update their their, their language and their, their views and, and their criteria. Mm-hmm. The the ball scene, for example, like when we talk about, let's take it all the way back to black folks. So I hate people. You know, people hate when you make this comparison, but it's so many parallels. Sorry. <laughs> so it was a time in black culture where we were seen as second class citizens, and we were seen as slaves, and abolitionists and slaves were trying to prove that they can be just as smart, just as intelligent, just as refined as white people. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So they were reading, putting out this literature, um, doing things bigger and better than white people to prove look, this we Negroes can do just like you. There was a time when that strategy was needed and effective. Okay? There mm-hmm. was a time when the strategy to make to get us out of second class citizenship mm-hmm. it was effective for us to prove that we can do exactly what you do or better. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. W.E. Du Bois talk about this in, mm-hmm. in one of his earlier books. Mm-hmm. How he Phyllis Wheatley oh my god I, I taught her how to read and look she's this amazing poet and author. 
Um, you see what I'm saying? It's it's mm-hmm. it's we were at a time we were proving, proving ourselves humanity. proving our humanity right. that we can be just as civil, just mm-hmm. as educated, just as smart, just right. as good as you. But it came a time where okay, now that you prove that Mm-hmm. And you realize that these motherfuckers still is racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That that is not good enough. Right. That you are not the standard. And uh, uh, W. B. Du Bois, even his work, even his work evolved. Mm-hmm. When you think about his books, mm-hmm. um, a perfect a person who perfectly, um, um, Ibram Kendi is mm-hmm. an author. He just did. He did. It's, I think it's called Stamped. His book is called Stamped. And his new book is called How to Be an Anti-Racist. Mm. He really chronicles um, W.E.B. Du Bois' is, um, his, his, his evolution and mm-hmm. how first I'm trying to prove it and now I'm trying to show you, no, we are human and um, we shouldn't have been doing that how we were doing it back in the day. We shouldn't be trying to prove that we were just like you, like you were the standard. Mm-hmm. We are no longer in that in that stage, mm-hmm. and I think ballroom has to go through the process and the evolution mm-hmm. to where yes, we needed in the eighties. We needed to prove that we can because they weren't giving us jobs, they mm-hmm. weren't letting letting us in the door. Mm-hmm. We had to prove that we can be exactly like cis folks. Oh, we can look exactly like the military man. We can look exactly like the business person. We can look exactly like the cis women. We. Can we can, we can act, we can sound, we can be fully, fully smooth and soft and jiggly and blah, 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 blah. Bodies look exactly the same. We can be exactly like them. Did we need that in the 80s? Absolutely. But in 2019, that does not serve us. So how do you think that, okay, how do you think it will, that realness will be governed if it was updated to the 2019 version? I feel like it should be Stop. more creative, like how B Stop. Stop. <laughs> like realness is rooted, like literally rooted. The realness category is rooted yeah. in cis heteronormativity. To be real, yeah. you have to look like a cisgender person. Yeah. Like that's and that's problematic in itself. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you take these out of bossing, what is bossing? Like it literally What about the face category? It's the same thing. All of that is rooted in do you look like a cis person? I think it could be more creative. That's problematic. The realist category they, specifically. But they like, but they say well, I'm sorry, go ahead. Tina. I think it could be more creative, like how B Tag be doing, like when it comes to like costumes or um make categories around costumes, like can you do the best costume? Can you do this best look? Bizarre. I feel, I feel like it could be like that. I guess so. I feel like it could be more creative than that to where we can have a space to come together still and have fun and I don't yeah, fucking I don't, know. Shit. I don't know. It's 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 <laughs> I, I, that's I'm not in the ball scene. I'm not in the ball scene deep into it to where, honey, I I can make those decisions cuz I I'm not in it because I see that that's problematic to me. So, it's rooted in cis-heteronormativity. It's rooted in um, Eurocentric beauty, as mm-hmm. quiet as it's kept. Yeah, yeah, because definitely <laughs> face is definitely. Yeah, it's rooted in misogyny. It's yep. rooted. It, it, they explored this a little bit on polls when Electra was like, "You got these gay men on this here judging us that never lived a day as a woman." And so they have these misogynistic standards and criteria of how we should be, how we should do, and yep. that's rooted in patriarchy. Mm-hmm. And so 
you know, I don't know going forward what ball scene can do in mm-hmm. regards to how to dismantle the roots of it. And like the roots, the yeah. roots of it yeah. are fucking misogynistic and transphobic. And, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to change that and when the roots. Yeah, because it's kind of like you got to unroot the whole thing. I just, I. But feel- at least acknowledge it's a problem. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and it would. I think what would happen is people will have to define um, what the new version of what a trans person um, is supposed to look like. But then no, again, no, because we can look. But then all again, different. in that self is right. That's what I was going to say. And again, that is problematic too. <laughs> um, like I, I don't know how you would how like you said, Diamond. How you could be progressive as far as the realness category because it. Because that's basically what the, the the category is rooted in. Like, you have to present and have to fit in these boxes of what I see a cis woman um, mm-hmm. being in. And that can look different <clears throat> in everybody's eyes. Yeah, well, totally different. I kind of feel like if you want to be into that ball game, be in it. But I feel like we still shouldn't be questioning whether trans women are women and still blatantly saying that if you around trans women all the time, no matter what trans women look like, they should be respected as women. But if you want to play in that in that scene, go ahead. I, I know I don't, I don't. I don't know. I know I couldn't. I think I what's going to end up I happening. I just think it's fun. I think that because people have taken it seriously and actually have applied it to their lives, that's what that's what makes it problematic. But if like like the older when I hear older people that's been in ballroom talk about ballroom, they say that it is more serious now than it was then. And people wasn't wow. trying to do the balls for money was basically based off trophies. So like take the money away and see what happens. <sighs> but um I think it, it's gonna get antiquated. I think that it's gonna in the same way that like debutante balls in the black culture back in the day used to be um uh, uh, something that happened in the community, in the black community, where this was the upper echelon, and we're proving that we can be refined, and we're gonna do these debutante balls, and it got to the point where that was no longer um, useful, and they stopped doing it. It started to be problematic hmm. because it wasn't that what um, white people did. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't yeah. um, <clears throat> Rihanna do an actual like ball like? She hasn't did it yet. It's next month. And the category that, well, the category that I I thought was signing was she's, I think she's raising $20,000 for Femme Queen Face. So, baby, the girls are about to come out. Wow. See, that's what it's coming to. And we still ain't even <clears throat> got over trans women are women. Like, wait, what? We what still ain't. We still. We still ain't even no, got to the point, bottom but what, line. But I'm saying, like, what I'm, it's what growing. I'm, it's what being. I'm, ca- what I'm trying to say is, it's capitalizing. No, but my question is, like, <laughs> what was your, um, like, how how does that tie into Rihanna raising twenty thousand? Well, I'm not raising twenty thousand, but holding category for twenty thousand. What I'm saying is people with more power is starting to grab a hold of it and seeing, oh, this is a thing now. Boom, and we still haven't got over trans women are women right it's it's being amplified Mm -hmm. by the cis people and you still wondering if trans women are women you still rooting this Mm -hmm. culture in cis heteronormativity yeah and then so the question would be isn't that what transness is about Hmm. because you are assimilating 
into cis heteronormativity. You want to look like it. You want your body to look like it. You want da 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 da. Isn't it hypocritical for us to call them out when that's what we are doing to ourselves? That's a good question. But it, I guess it really depends on the on the trans person because you know you got gender nonconforming trans people. You got right. studs that are trans people. I mean, what? trans people who identify as this. Wow. Wait. Uh, really? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Some women. Right. Trans women. Some trans women identify with um just different parts of the LBGT spectrum. And no um, trans spectrum. The trans specifically yeah. trans spectrum. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But that's right, because nine... you could be trans and be lesbian, be trans and be bisexual, be True. trans mm-hmm. and be gender non-conforming. So th- that's what I meant. But that no is worries. the question. <laughs> no worry. That is the question that non-binary people are forcing us, right. trans people, to 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 uh, unpack. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. The because we have who fit in the binary. Exactly. Who want to fit in the, the binary. people who want to fit in the binary. The people who are mm-hmm. who are given the spotlight now. Mm-hmm. We have gone through this process where it was customary and standard practice for us to go blend into society, right. and now non-binary trans people are saying, "No, sweetie, that doesn't work." Right. The binary doesn't work for us, and so mm-hmm. that what we are doing to the ball scene, right. how we're making them question the right. roots of this is heteronormativity non-binary people are making trans folks right. as a whole accountable for how we are invested in cis heteronormativity True. that's why we have to question why we got to give the they and them pronouns why we got to say hey we got to make room for these people who don't navigate the world mm-hmm. in cis heteronormative ways mm-hmm. and so i think that's a question that we all are asking ourselves, how we are dismantling these particular rules in our day-to-day lives, mm-hmm. in our ideology around transness. Mm-hmm. And that's what non-binary people are making us question. And that's what we, why mm. it seems hypocritical. Mm-hmm. Why it seems like, oh, girl, but... Because mm-hmm. they don't even have categories. Yeah. I have never, well, besides BTEC, seen any categories for gender non-conforming people. Yep. And like even like it was interesting how they um how they sold it at the B Tech Ball. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it was that was interesting. But yeah, I, I I totally agree with you, Diamond. But that's what's beautiful about B Tech. We are working through it and trying to make ways for people, make room for people. Right. And I think that because we are intentionally trying to create space where people feel comfortable. Intentionally. Intentionally, try, intentionally <laughs> trying to make space where we create a space for people. The, mm-hmm. What we are asking the ballroom to do is intentionally create space for people who are not rooted in cis normativity. Right. And thank you, <laughs> Mia, for that topic. You're very welcome. <laughs> what up, y'all? I'm Money. I'm Nikita. And we are Queer Walk the Podcast. Podcast for queer women of color. And we exist to excite and unite the Queer Walk community. Yes. And you are listening to Marsha's Plate Black Black Trans Trans Talk. Talk. Yes. Not only are Diamond, Mia, and Z all baddies. All baddies. Yes. But they also come through with the nuanced and new perspectives on things like pop culture, politics, Music, movies. All the things. Yes. Oh, and them reviews of posts. Oh. Check them out. To die for. We love them and so should you. I 
was watching Beyond the Bench. T.S. <laughs> Madison. T.S. Madison's Beyond the Bench. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was watching that. And I saw... Is Didi Scrappy Mama? Yeah. Okay, Mama I saw D. right. I saw her. You know they on some there. thugs. So be careful. They might send the send them paws over there. I'm a thug too. Fuck them. <laughs> I kind of saw her like disclosing somebody's status. She was since it was the topic was kind of HIV was HIV, and she kind of disclosed somebody's status as to why they died supposedly, and it sounded like. I forgot who the name was. But anyways, she disclosed that. And then we was on we was on the topic the other day about how somebody was trying to be messy to diamond about somebody's status. And that's actually something that's happened to me. I've been on some of these apps before. Um and somebody was it's like saying such and such, don't fuck with this person. They got they're positive and they lied to me and they cheated on me. So watch your back and blah blah blah. I was like, what the fuck is going and on? And that's that's happened to me a lot in various situations in my particular life. The most recent one, um, I was on Jacked and um, somebody sent me a message disclosing somebody's status and. When I had a rebuttal that was, um, you know, like, nigga, why are you telling me somebody's status? Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, why are you yeah. revealing? I'm basically pointing out the shadiness in him revealing somebody's status that I don't know to me. Like, why? I don't know you. Why are you mm-hmm. randomly sending me messages mm-hmm. revealing somebody's status whom I don't know, yeah. who you think I might know? Yeah, and so it's shady as fuck. I re- also remember another situations where um, clients would do that shit too. Yeah. Like they would talk about girls. They would hit me up and be talking down on mm-hmm. other escorts and saying, "Yeah, and this is what I heard," and revealing their status. Um, I'll be in general conversations like at the club and somebody, a butch queen would be talking to me about another butch queen and they will bring up another person's status. Mm. Like, I think it's trash and I don't let people have those conversations mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. I don't let, it used to, now when I was younger and less invested in that, mm-hmm. um, inv- this is a perfect example. So when I was younger and I, it was a long time mm-hmm. before somebody revealed to me their status, mm-hmm. okay? And it could be how I engaged based on people's status, mm-hmm. um, but I wasn't rude, but, you know, it could have been still problematic. still kind of uneducated. Uneducated right, about right. it, right. And so, so I didn't get reveals. Of course, there were people around me who mm-hmm. were positive. But mm-hmm. it they it wasn't revealed to me mm-hmm. somebody who I cared about mm-hmm. until like a long time, uh, well into my adulthood. Mm-hmm. And so once it was revealed to me, I started thinking my mind in my mind that maybe I need to be more intentional about what I say. Mm-hmm. I need to be more intentional about how I respond to statuses. Mm-hmm. And so I started to be intentional. When you come to me and say, somebody's status, I immediately say, why are you doing this? This yeah. is shady. Why? I'm not going to be like, oh, girl. Like, as I used to be like, 
I used to be like, I wouldn't be like, oh, girl, like, oh, spill the tea. It wouldn't be like that. It would be mm-hmm. like, oh, that's fuck up. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, oh, damn, I'm, I'm sorry for them. Like, I would be like that. Yeah. But now I intentionally change my response. And mm-hmm. challenge them. And challenge them. Like, why? I don't know that person. Why are you telling me their status? That's not cool mm-hmm. for you to tell somebody's status that to somebody they don't know. Mm-hmm. They should be allowed to stay that's to tell their status. They should mm-hmm. be allowed to tell their business. Right. You're coming to tell me and you, and and I just think it's inappropriate. So I intentionally started making that my response. Mm-hmm. And so it would it would make them uncomfortable. It would be mm-hmm. like, "Oh, yeah, you're right. You like maybe yeah. I shouldn't be doing this." And maybe and 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 if everybody did that, people would stop doing it. Right. And so for me, it just it's just inappropriate. It's inappropriate for you to do it. And I started intentionally changing my reaction to it. Like, mm. no, don't tell me somebody else's status. I don't need to know somebody's business. I don't need to know. Don't come to me with that bullshit. Right. And I think if everybody did, they would stop. Right. And in that situation with Mama D, I think it's I think she's just ignorant. But she's like you, you if you watch Love <laughs> Hip Hop, you know she's an ignorant person. She's a person who is the, one of those old old dogs that ain't gonna learn no new tricks, and so she she's like that about homo- homosexuality. She's like that about um, transness. She's a she's like that about a lot of things. You feel what I'm saying? And her she raised a son that was like that too. So Scrappy's like that too. So um, do you think it's part of being in Atlanta? No, I think it's part of being fucking in the on the globe. Mm. I think I think people's stigma around HIV is what is what makes that a thing. Let me let me tell you. That's true. Oh, let me tell you this thing. That's true. Because right after that, Madison, I see Madison wasn't really paying attention to the conversation. She was doing something. But after that, she kind of gagged. She was like, oh, my gosh. And she played this clip of this guy kind of educating on how much people taking their medication that are positive um, how much you can lessen it for the next person's ability to be positive as well. Which actually shows Madison's growth. Right. Because we know in Madison's history, she's been problematic in some things. Mm-hmm. And so, and she's been called out on things. And, mm-hmm. and what she's doing now is being conscious of what she puts out there right. on her platform. Mm-hmm. What she puts out there on her platform, mm-hmm. she says, you know what, I'm going to try to use this moment to educate people. Right. I might let you hear the mm-hmm. messiness, mm-hmm. but I'm going to also use this moment to put in a clip of somebody educating about it. Right, which is dope because I didn't even know what he, I didn't know what he was talking about. I was like, really? Like, it educated me. And I was like, that's very important for people to know. And yeah. he, he was saying how it could lessen, like, it could it could lessen people catching HIV. I'm not going to say catching. That sounds weird. People being, becoming positive. Yeah. Tra- yeah, 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 yeah. People becoming positive just by you taking your medication if you are positive. Mm-hmm. And then I saw... On top of that, because it's just been something that's just popping up. And I'm like, this is interesting. Now I'm like really interested to learn it because it's on the rise in trans men. And so it was a trans guy that was like, we need to be more honest about what interactions we have. And we need to have the the conversations like trans men, because a lot of us are ashamed to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people already think all of us 
do like men already. So it's kind of like a lot of people want to keep it to themselves. And he was like, we need to because talk about getting on prep and stuff like that. Well, go ahead. Just to give a little bit of context of mm-hmm. that. What's, when trans men, because transness is rooted in being just like cis heteronormativity. Mm-hmm. When trans men come into their manhood, there is a performative where I'm trying to give the image of a man. Like right. I'm trying to do mm-hmm. exactly what men do. And sometimes that mm-hmm. translates in misogynistic ways. Mm-hmm. And so these misogynistic trans men will judge a gay trans man mm-hmm. like, oh, you're not really a man because you have sleeping with other men. You a mm-hmm. fucking you. You a gay nigga or you still a woman because mm-hmm. you're getting fucked by these niggas. Right. So sometimes that's that shame and that stigma that's put on them forces them to not say that they sleep with men. Right. They It forces them to say, I'm still fucking with cis women, but they mm-hmm. on Jack getting gang banged. Oh, oh no that's the truth i see some of, i know some that do that oh my god i think they're fine honey oh, oh my gosh i, I think they're that. fine Ooh. literally as I, they should. I walked in the room i'm like Ooh, as they you're should be you walked in a room you're having fun <laughs> as it should be as wow. they should be in a party ah, you're having fun kind of party a fun party <laughs> Mia, see Mia Mia's interesting what she's into of- gang bang so oh, she whoa. wanna be gang bang so bad I know, first of all I never said I want to be gang bang <laughs> and I have <laughs> on, I'm just kidding. I'm like just I... kidding. Oh, you tell it on yourself. <laughs> anyway, it was a fun party. And Black he was, was fun, getting gangbang. And he was having <laughs> the most fun as it should be. <laughs> right. And so. Wait, where was but, this party at? At somebody's house. In this no, apartment this complex. Houston... <laughs> 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 having fun. Get your Getting him a How piece. How many people were in this party? Multiple pieces. A life and having fun. Right. And it, and it was fun. Right. And so, but this same person wouldn't tell you that that's the type of fun that he likes. Really? Because, because the stigma that comes around, that comes along with trans men saying that they like other men. Yeah. And so, so what that does, that puts him in a situation where he could be having, a, have, he has a high risk um, sexual appetite, and but he can't talk about it, so that puts him at risk and not going to get treated or going to get tested mm-hmm. or going to blah 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 blah, which is one of the reasons why there is a heightened in the mm-hmm. trans man community, which yes. is why they should be included in the research, included in the trials, all that kind of stuff. And I actually found out hormones can from from one of my friends. Hormones can I found out from him. Hormones can weaken our immune system so it's easier for us to be able to transmit diseases mm. and um, STIs. Yes. Mm. So he told me that and I was like, damn, I can imagine these guys going into the doctors not confessing about how they're having sex. Right. And then that could be an opportunity for them to get tested and <clears throat> lessen our chances of being positive. Right. So, yeah, I just wanted to highlight that issue. Yeah, so we have to make sure that we're not... Pandora's box, though. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) Why you say Pandora's box? This, this, um, this, this party that you had... 
I, I, I know. Just I didn't say I had it. I, I said I came in to the party. It, it just it wasn't in my place. I just came in because, honey, I'm curious too. <laughs> and you know that's what was going on. Anyway, that's not the subject of <laughs> what we're talking about. Um. So yeah, my point is don't be disclosing people statuses out here. Don't be disclosing people being trans out here. Don't be dis- don't even be disclosing who people be having sex with. Mind your fucking business. Yep. So I did an article for Essence about Dave Chappelle's Yes ma'am. Um The article was everything. It's it's articulated very well. Thank you. I think you did an amazing job, Diamond. It was sickening. Because when I came in, I started reading. I said, bitch, look at Diamond Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Like you better do it. It was you did an amazing job how you broke down everything and how you explained everything. Awesome. Thank you. you they need you, more you, they you. need more of your articles and <laughs> essence. We're trying. We're trying. We're trying. So I wanted to kind of ask y'all a question because what I was trying to convey in the article is how platforms that are huge, like bigger platforms in our culture can really affect our lives directly. So I wanted to ask y'all, were there any examples of where a big platform had said something, made a joke, made a told a story or made fun of something or put something on display that affected y'all directly. So I wanted to start kind of with my perfect example. I have a multiple ones, but, um, my example of how it directed my life directly in regard to that. So back in early nineties, um, in living color used to do a skit called it would be two it was Damon Wayans and David Allegreer dressed up as gay men acting like gay men and they would do a review of something men on films men on this men on that and they would be reviewing something mm-hmm. and so each time a part of the skit each time the skit somewhere in the skit they would do some kind of snapping mm-hmm. snapping in the D formation snapping around the world and in with a twist and it would be this <laughs> and it, the, the skit was funny it wasn't like it wasn't funny I, I found it entertaining but even in the moment when I would go to school niggas would use those kind of antics that they would have seen because back in the day in, because In Living Color was this amazing fucking television black ass event, mm-hmm. everybody who was black would mm-hmm. be watching In Living Color. Mm-hmm. And so when you go back to school, you would talk about it. You would, you know, it would be a part of the culture and the mm-hmm. discussion the next day. And so when I would go to school, being the homosexual male at the time, when I was a little boy, when I would go to school, they would see me and use those snap formations to tease and bully me. What the fuck? <laughs> they, would, they would see what they would saw. Oh, here we go. Men on films. Here he come. Wow. And, and using the, the, what they put out on TV as their, their fuel and their fodder and their jokes to make fun of me. So that was a for me that was a perfect example when I was younger mm-hmm. of how this big platform doing this particular t- style mm-hmm. of um, joke affected my life directly. Mm-hmm. So what about y'all? Have there been a situation that y'all saw her that affected your life directly? So yes, I'm gonna talk about Linnell. I ex- I absolutely love her as a comedian. 
Um, she's so funny to me. Um, first of all, um, because of the platform that it was on, it it was funny as fuck to me. But it also confirmed a lot of the the stigmas that I heard about trans people, trans women specifically. Um, the joke was basically saying that the girl was perfect. She ain't never had a ski, uh, mosquito bite. Her titties are the same size. <laughs> her hair is long down her back, blah, blah, blah. She, she's a perfect woman, but if you pull up her dress, her penis may be bigger than yours. Mm-hmm. Well, she didn't say penis. She said your thing. But um, I've heard a lot of people um say oh i can i can tell that you're trans or just i've i've heard not just that i'm trans but uh other trans women oh i can tell she was trans because everything she was just perfect everything was everything was perfect there was nothing about her that wasn't and all i could think of was like bitch there's nobody that's perfect like mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no i haven't i haven't seen anyone that's perfect to me in my eyes but that's because I'm, my preference is, and what I think perfect is different than everybody else's. Mm-hmm. So um, it just... But I think what they're saying, they're not saying that she's perfect. What they're saying is that she's performing her femininity on a, such a hyper level where everything is put into place. Your titties, your body, your your nails, your hair, your lashes, your makeup. Everything is so on point. It's so hyper feminine that it's unrealistic. Is that the point that she's trying to make? That's what I'm picking up. Yes. Yeah, and I think I think I've heard that too in regards to hearing people have conversations. Like I I knew um I knew you were trans because like everything was just too put together. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And wow. I feel like that's weird. That's weird as hell. Cause regular women don't do that. That's weird as fuck. Yeah, like cause re- <laughs> regular women don't do that. Regular women don't be perfect like that. Regular. And I could <laughs> and I could see that like if I'm living in um like the country like if i'm living in rural america i can see that because how a rural american woman (laughs) how she presents herself is very different than a city girl to me okay so what's the difference (laughs) well um a city girl that you're gonna see a range of type of women like in the city you're gonna see the plain janes the trends are different the trends are different you're (laughs) gonna see the plain janes you're gonna see the high femme women the louboutins the lashes the weaves the you know the high whatever the stereotypical high femme is you're gonna see that in major cities Mm -hmm. often i see that a lot especially living in houston and I'm sure living in New York, living in LA, living in Chicago, you're gonna see those women that are that are really invested mm-hmm. in what that hyper femininity, that what it what it's supposed to look like, how you suppose what a lady is, blah 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 blah. You're gonna see that. I see that less, like almost non-existent. When I go to like when I go back to my my family <laughs> yeah. hometown in Walnut Grove, Mississippi, I never see women like that. They're just regular plain Jane plain Jane girls. They don't wear weaves. They don't wear wigs. They don't wear makeup. Like, it's almost in their culture, like, you're not supposed to do it. Like, yeah, like you're, that same, yeah, like, I like, I like to be natural. Like, I like to be a regular mom. I don't have to wear makeup. Like, they, like you hear that a lot in that particular, when I, when I was living there, where I don't, hmm. we don't, re, reg, this, they, their language would be, real women don't do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. We don't wear makeup. We don't wear wigs. Um, 
I like my natural nails. We don't oh. get our. W- w- you can paint them or da 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 da, but natural nails, not acrylics. My natural nails grow, so this is what I do. Um, it just they don't do that like that. Like it's you don't see it often. You don't see those high film girls in my experience. Where I was. In the country, it was like perms was still there. You have a few natural perms was still there. It was casual. Well, it was weave too, mm-hmm. and it still it still wasn't the same trends like coming to Houston. Even like right. people even dress different. What's the trends down there? So, right. Yeah. So it's so, and I say I say all that this to say this it it affected your life because now somebody is looking at you and you got all this high film shit going on. Oh, that must be a man because of the joke that she told on whatever platform that she was on. Is that what, why you brought that particular joke up? Yeah, but but yeah, that's that's the reason why I brought it up because I I've heard that conversation before. It has it affected my life in some type of trauma. Um, I'm pretty sure that's probably a reason why I've gotten clocked before because I'm I perform uh, uh, femininity at a high. Um, I perform high femininity. Um, but I've, I've heard that conversation before a, a million times from, mm-hmm. from trans attracted men or men who see women as fetishes. Mm. I mean, trans women as fetishes that they could tell because they, they just were too perfect. Like, and I'm like, okay. Mm. What about you, Z? Well, I was watching an interview with this Jamaican lady and basically she was on stage and was saying some shit like, uh, all my heterosexual people, if you love being straight, scream, all that shit. And she was saying gay people was attacking her, quote unquote, and they was belittling her character, mm-hmm. in her words. And she was saying she felt like the attack isn't on homosexual. I mean, she felt like the attack isn't on. She was saying she felt like it's an agenda because the attack is on her freedom of speech. Mm. And she can't just say, hey, if you love being gay, I mean, if you love being straight, represent yourself. And then she also went to say that a lot of gay people, she was saying, I actually speak up on a lot of the gay issues. I speak up on like the, the, um, she referenced to something called daddy don't touch me there and pedophilia and stuff like that. And then she was saying a lot of the gay people that she's met have been touched on in the past. And that's actually something I've heard in when I was younger, like me being a young queer kid, I remember my cousin telling my, his, his son that, um, the reason why a lot of gay people are gay is because they dealt with some trauma or they dealt with molestation because I actually have an aunt who was, um, everybody kind of knew in the family that she was touched on and she's a stud and she's about the only stud in my family actually. So they, there's still that stigma in my family about, um, people being touched on and being queer and I knew me talk talking about my stories of people preying on me that that would be something they were going to because of them having that stigma around my aunt being touched on mm-hmm. and then somebody saying it on a public platform yeah could, could amplify mm-hmm. that stigma mm-hmm. and what we do know is that statistically a lot of straight women have been touched on by men and they're still straight right <laughs> mm-hmm. there a lot is of like straight men too they just don't talk about it but 
Right. Mm-hmm. That, that too. It's men who's come out and said mm-hmm. that they've been touched and molested mm-hmm. by women, by men, mm-hmm. and they're still straight. Right. Like it's 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 ridiculous for you to think or for you to say on a big public platform that that is the case or imply that that is the case when statistically that is just not true. Mm-hmm. It's just not true. There's plenty of straight people who were molested that it didn't turn them gay. And what I see a lot of people, LGBT people doing, um, it's not often, but here and there, I'll see them say, no, I've never been touched on. I've never dealt with that. So this is who I am, blah, blah, blah. They have to say that as a forefront, and it's sad. It's like, Yeah, because somebody has amplified it. Um, I remember um, even the, like, no homo the no homo culture that was really popular. People still do it sometimes, mm-hmm. but I'm hearing it less and less and less. Yeah. That no, uh, saying no homo right. was a really direct policing and controlling of male behavior. Right. Like they couldn't do anything that implied some sex act with a man or right. anything that was remotely, they couldn't say shit while muff- without a motherfucker saying pause or no homo and blah, 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 blah. When you... Put that on a big platform. When you got these big celebrities doing that shit, you know that the smaller culture, the culture on mm-hmm. the bottom, mm-hmm. are that going to mimic that. And so, oh, this give them license to say, I need to police every single thing this nigga in right. my clique is doing. Now so, they say pause, I think. Pause. Both of them started at the same time. <laughs> pause and homo, or no pause. homo, and pause. How yeah. is it used? It's the same way. It means no homo. Yeah. It's the same pause. way. It's a pause. Just, like if you say. It just evolved. Yeah, it just. It, I remember I heard Nicki Minaj doing that, like right. saying pause. And like making that by amplifying that policing you are making it a problem right. for the people who are on the bottom who right. are really affected by mm-hmm. that pause and no homo culture right. because I have never you heard that pause? what no i feel so underneath the rock what <laughs> i've never, never heard, heard somebody say, say oh but pause i did whatever no 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 you have you heard them say no homo I've heard that. But They'll do saying, it in the exact same way. So they'll like, say some, like this nigga like, handsome pause. Yeah, like <laughs> but this anyway. nigga handsome no homo. <laughs> it mean pause is the same way. Yeah. Um, they 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 thought about they thought that changing the the language but but keeping the same intent was correcting it. That's stupid. No 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 no. Not to correct it. They both started at the same time. They weren't oh. replacing each other. Mm. It, it was it was all used in the same way. Oh yeah, I'm mm. definitely underneath for rock. So they were the pause and no homo is a, they're policing. And so when you make this a thing and a trend, you're reinforcing somebody saying, well, I should be able to police the way you navigate. And if it's some gay shit, I'm going to say pause. I'm going to say no homo. And boom. Man, I've been saw that shit abused when I was in high school because I was around, I was in high school around this era. Mm-hmm. But I, I was, when I saw niggas hitting each other on the ass with towels and saying no homo, I was like, okay. Oh, <laughs> I never understood the like, I honestly just never understood them grabbing each other junks and running and grabbing each other butts. I was just like, I mean, all y'all really want to do is just try to grab each other and pretend like it's a game, but you're really getting you a field girl. <laughs> <laughs> right. that, but honestly, no, no, no shame. Growing up in a as a little boy in the world, 
You want I to play saw, that game? I saw a lot of homoeroticism <laughs> in the way they engage with each other. Like straight men have a lot of homoeroticism in mm-hmm. shit that they do. It it be like I they would literally be doing weird ass shit. Literally suck I, each my, other dick oh, as bad. What? <laughs> literally. <laughs> they literally hump each other. Literally Wait, do what? shit like How does that. that a comparison? Literally be like, I dare you to lick his dick real quick. Real quick, bro. Oh, no, I it have seen stupid shit of, like yeah. that. Like, dare games, like, oh. It's yeah. like every time you get a truth of dare, you know they're going to dare you to do some gay shit. <laughs> right. It ain't going to be dare you to go jump off this this building right here. Or, you get what I'm saying? They're going to, when they dare you, it's going to be some gay ass shit. <laughs> it's, it, they do homoerotic shit all the fucking time. And I I would be I would be so confused as a young boy because I would be like like these motherfuckers are teasing me about being gay and liking yeah. boys and da 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 but then y'all doing this gay ass shit that I'm looking yeah. around like this shit's gay as fuck <laughs> but kind of getting your life kind of getting your life at the same time yeah like playing it with people's genitals like bro like, like y'all getting it. naked and running down the street now of course I'm looking like yeah. oh I've done that before <laughs> you know like but yeah, it was like a day I get to see people's ass and dick how's they done but <laughs> but I had a, like why would y'all want to do this but that wasn't with a group of guys. I was with a group like of in, um, different people. I had an ex who was a, he identified as a cis head man at the time. Mm-hmm. He touched tongues with this other boy that, that identified oh. as a cis head man. I was like, what? Hmm. Like, what are y'all doing that for? <laughs> <laughs> and he like, came what? out as bi eventually. I was like, I knew that shit was. <laughs> I knew you was cheating on me. <laughs> With niggas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I gave a fuck, but. <laughs> right. You, right. You know, I was just paying it. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I really want to, um, just to close the conversation, I really want to, I just wanted to have this conversation to explore that there is there are things that directly affect um, our lives when you when you do when you don't have the integrity when we were talking about um, T.S. Madison having the new integrity to mm-hmm. check her you know, to mm-hmm. check what she puts out there. You got to have the integrity to check what you put out there mm-hmm. because it does affect people who are on the bottoms a lot lives really directly. Like and they use this as fuel to tease us with. And that's what accountability looks like. Yes. That's what integrity looks like. That's what mm-hmm. accountability looks like. Actually changes your actions mm-hmm. when you get called out on it because Dave Chappelle particularly, you know, you're you, and other people are mm-hmm. talking about um you know this is this is these snowflake ass motherfuckers <laughs> wanting to cancel us this cancel culture and attack like that uh, Jamaican lady said mm-hmm. um attacking our free speech like mm-hmm. there are there has yes the the you free speech is protected by the law and the constitution right it does not protect you from public opinion. Right. Like I can't sue you for saying what you want to say. Right. I can't I can well if it's libel. Yes, but it depending where you opinion, at. I can't sue you for your opinion. So go ahead and share your opinion. You we're not stopping you no. from saying your opinion, but we're you also can't stop us from reacting. From reading you. Don't from be reading upset. you and saying it. Like this is this is our free speech too. Yeah. We're not saying that you can't say what you want. You want to say you want to throw a straight pride? Sure. But we're going to be like, 
like, girl, that's bullshit. Like, y'all have a straight pride all the time. Like, right. y'all, we see y'all on TV. Yeah. You, you ain't never been locked up for being straight. Mm-hmm. There are laws on the books that can put you in jail for being gay. Right. So you don't have the same, you being a straight person or saying, ah, give a shout out to heterosexuals as if heterosexuality is not the norm. Right. It's not praise. It's not put on a pedestal. Right. I actually seen a butch queen in that group do that. Like, he was what? like, shout out to all the cisgender women what? who can actually have children. <gasps> and But no, he, the way that he made it was like, oh, you know, because without cisgender women, we wouldn't be here. And, you know, um, I'm 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 praising all the women that's in my my family. Because if trans blah, blah, women blah. can't have children. But I don't think it was. <laughs> it was like he was trying to the kumbaya like everything. But he was also like being shady. It, it was just like, OK, what's the purpose of. Of giving, I mean, no shade. I, I I think that cis women are, are a, a pillar in every community, every community, just as me, uh, just as much as any other identity. Yes. But um, I know like, uh, quite a to, few. To, I'm sorry. Like make that that comparison. Was it's like, to oh, be shady. Okay, girl. It's I to know, be shady. I know quite a few trans women that are parents. And not just that, it, it's, was... it's what, what we have to, especially on this particular um, podcast, we are not saying anything negative about cisgender women and, the, and, or, or undermining their power or undermining the importance of cisgender women. Because right. cisgender women have been the biggest allies. In my, in yes. my, in yes. my, in my life. Too. It's, that's just what it is. Yeah. So it's not about, is there some problematic ones? Sure, yes. But the ones who have supported me have really showed up and showed out. Right. So us, uh, we are not trying to take space for women. Or right. for, compete. For cisgender women. Not we are all. trying to come into the fold and stand in our truth. We are women. They are women. Just like a fat woman, skinny woman, Indian woman, all types of women. We're not trying to take a space. We're trying to give add to the power of right. women. Right. So it's not a, him saying that was trying to act like we are devaluing them and what they actually bring mm-hmm. to the world. Which is not what we do mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Which is not what we're trying to do at all. Even the... And even the trans women who have negative shit to say about cis women, it's usually in response to some transphobic shit that a cis woman is saying. Or some trauma that they have had with cis women. Right. And I've actually, some transphobic trauma. Right. And I, but I, I wonder, like, how those trans people, because there are trans women and trans men who feel like the T shouldn't be in, included in the LBGT community. Like, mm-hmm. the T should just be on its own. And I'm just like, how progressive is that? I just, I just think that those ignorant people are just don't don't the difference that that most of those women do not have any um, nuance in their sexual orientation, and so uh, I've never heard a trans lesbian say that because mm-hmm. she knows that she's in the gay community because she's a trans lesbian. You right. see what I'm saying? So a person, usually people who are usually like some sex change that that's a that's a, not a cis but a, a heterosexual sex change usually they have those type of mentalities mm-hmm. because they have invested in that cis heteronormativity and so they feel like oh we need to be separated we all are gender non-conforming mm-hmm. we all are in the same group we are all different within this group and this these little petty divisive kind of bullshit is what makes us what what makes it hard for us us to get to the next level because we can't get past the bullshit same thing with cis women 
when we are talking about coming together, cis women that get past the whole trans stuff, we work together and do amazing work. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Because we've getting past that, are you a woman? Are you not a woman? Blah, 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 blah. We have said, okay, you're one of us. <laughs> you're one of you. And I'm saying you're one of us. Mm-hmm. And now how can we dismantle these bigger problems? Right. We got past that bullshit. Right. And so for me, I don't think, I just don't think that it serves us to be stuck in the 101. Yeah. I don't think that it serves us to use our platforms that especially when we have a big platform form in a way to that is going to harm people on the bottom. We all should be coming together. Cis women and trans women are being murdered by our intimate partners. We yeah. know that statistically that's what's going on. Right. Not about deception, not because we have attitudes, not right. because we are feisty, not because we don't know how to be ladylike. It's because our intimate partners have have lived up in a culture that says it's okay to murder us and we're to not beat human. us and abuse us and what we should be doing is saying how do we fix this instead of saying are you sure it's some people that don't deceive people right i just don't agree damn shut the fuck up yeah it's not important i, d- I also don't agree with um people saying that i just a lot of a lot of people who have different opinions about the community that they they want to tolerate us instead of accept us and they want us to accept them for just tolerating us and sometimes your opinions are trash as fuck. <laughs> sometimes it's just simple as that like sometimes your opinion is just wrong like you you're standing strong in wrong Firmly Firmly in wrongness And sometimes (laughs) you have to And I I, I got into it with one of my um, My gay son's childhood friends Like she added me on Facebook and But sometimes I be seeing her her post And I be like And I'll come on Yeah I'm ready I'm almost ready to delete her But yeah And so um where she you're just wrong like mm-hmm. you you're, you're she was talking about transgender in sports and there's just a difference between male and female and da 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 da, da. <laughs> where you you're talking about genetics but i'm trying to explain to you how this is how how you are how you are framing this is transphobic mm-hmm. like it's it's not that what you're saying certain parts of what you're saying is not yeah. true it's just that how you're framing this is transphobic your right. language yeah exactly. everything how it's just is what it is and so she wasn't getting it she kept saying i'm not transphobic i'm not transphobic but you are like yeah. you are you are because you're calling trans women men you're com- no 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 she wasn't calling trans men women so i didn't want to get into the full context oh, okay. of the subject but basically how she was framing it mm-hmm. was transphobic it right. was parts of what she was saying was true right but how she was framing was transphobic right and so which is common which is common right and understand that we all have we just broke down how sometimes even internally mm-hmm. we have some transphobic exactly. stuff to mm-hmm. work out right. do i claim there's some things that I used to think that I didn't work on that were transphobic. Everybody can have transphobic in the same way like white people who are not Ku Klux Klan racist can be racist. Like they cannot want, like
like they can be a Democrat, they can be liberal, they mm-hmm. can be, they can have black friends, mm-hmm. they can be in community with black <laughs> people and still have racist parts of them. They could date black people. Yes, and still have <laughs> racist parts of them. Yes. There are, and that don't mean you're fully over there wanting to hang black people. No. Mm-hmm. But there are some things and I had to explain that you are racist in your ideology around you are transphobic in your ideology around sports. Right. You may be cool with me. You may be cool with some trans folks but when you are transphobic in this conversation right now. Right. And so sometimes that is shit that we have to work on Mm -hmm. and we have to be conscious of those little nuances in our life Mm -hmm. in how it presents to the world, especially because the topic that I'm, my topic is about bigger platforms, but especially when you have a bigger platform and you are putting messages out in the world that can affect our day to day lives. So be conscious of that. Be smart. And make sure you go down in the bottom and check out my article for Essence. And I think we did a show. All right. Yeah. Hell yeah. See y'all next week. We out this motherfucker. Self-teaching is imperative. (laughs) We out this motherfucker. Bye, Bye. (laughs) y'all. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamondstylz at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You gonna say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Every little thing's gonna be all right.